0: Has anyone ever said something to you and you missed it? Has anyone ever been talking to you for a few minutes or even longer and then you suddenly realize that they were speaking to you? And they're looking at you, looking at you expectantly, waiting for you to respond. And you have absolutely no idea what they said or how you should respond to them. Husbands. Angela will tell you that I miss the first minute of almost every conversation we ever have. And it's because my brain takes at least that long for me to disengage one thought stream. Whatever I'm engaged in at the moment, she begins to speak to me. Realize that I now need to activate this hearing center in my brain. Refocus my thoughts on the words she is saying. And then allow my brain to engage with her conversation. This is how it works in the man's head, ladies. All of that, with the gears whirring and the clicking and the buttons being pushed inside my head, takes a while to get up to speed. And so, as she says, I often miss the first part of our conversations. It's just the way it is around our house. Now, unfortunately for me, the first part of our conversations usually begin with a question. which I miss completely. And then I have to ask her to repeat the question, which causes her to ask me why I never listen. And I always tell her that she knows this is our ongoing struggle. And so she should get my attention first before she begins speaking to make sure that I'm listening, that I'm attentive, that I'm focused on her. I tell her, you have to get my attention first. And she says, should I throw a shoe at you? And I say, no, just gently get my attention. And the truth is, I should probably be more in tune to my immediate surroundings, certainly more in tune when my wife starts to speak. I admit that. But I'm wired in such a way that I I tend to be absorbed in thought a lot. And so, if you have something important to tell me, make sure you get my attention first. And interestingly enough, our readings this morning deal with that very thing. See, Isaiah has something important to tell us in the scripture that Christy just read. And so he starts his conversation with us by first getting us to put our full attention on him. Listen to me, he says. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. I'm about to tell you something that's meaningful and important. Pay attention. Isaiah, the prophet of God, is trying to get our attention. God has some important news for us that he needs us to hear and to understand. And everyone, everyone, right now, turn to the person next to you and say, Pay attention. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Pay attention. No shoe throwing. No shoe throwing, Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. I saw you reaching down there. So what is Isaiah's news? What is it he has to tell us? Now that he has our undivided attention, what is Isaiah telling us that's so very important? Well, for starters, he's telling us that we are called to do God's work in building up the kingdom of God. We're called. We have a big task task ahead of us, he says, proclaiming Christ to all the nations. This is a messianic prophecy. Now, he doesn't say Jesus Christ, but this is who he's referring to. We have a big task ahead of us, proclaiming Christ to all the nations, making disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Does this sound familiar? And teaching them everything they need to know to be active citizens in the kingdom of God. That's a huge responsibility that's been put on us, is it not? So we have to pay attention so we know how to get it done. Isaiah says we're called, we're called from our mother's womb, called before we were born to be kingdom workers, apostles, heralds, teachers, disciplers. We're called to all of those tasks. We're called to do this work in the kingdom." In our epistle this morning that Bobby read, Paul says he is called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And we as the church are also called, he says, we are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is both their Lord and ours. So you're in good company as you're called to do this work. And you're not only called, but you're also equipped. Paul tells us that we are called, but not only called, also equipped. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in Him, in speech. And knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Christ Jesus. God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You're equipped. You're called. But you're also given all the tools that you need to accomplish the calling. See, it's a great thing to be called into service by God. But it's also all the more great to be equipped to do what He's asked you to do, to be equipped through Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry out your calling. God has given us everything we need to accomplish our mission. So you have the mission. You have the equipment. You have the support of Jesus Christ your Lord. The question that we need to ask ourselves at this point is, are we using what we've been given? It always helps me to ask myself some questions. I ask myself, am I focusing my full attention on learning the Word of God? I ask myself, do I fully understand the mission I'm tasked with in the Word of God? I ask myself, is it possible that I don't know everything and I need to learn more? Is it my priority to share the good news of Jesus and salvation in my community? Is it my priority to share the good news of Jesus and salvation within my church? Do I know enough about my faith to express it to somebody else? Am I fully trained and fully equipped? Am I ready for the task at hand? All of these questions. And if I honestly ask and answer those questions... If you're like me, then you probably will come to the realization that there is more to learn. That more attention could be paid. That my priorities might be askew. That we have only scratched the surface of this faith that we are engaged in. And I remember at this point when I... Shake my head as I answer these questions. No, I'm not doing that as well as I could. Oh, I could probably do that a little better. I remember that the strength of Jesus is here for me and for you. The Word of God is free for you to open and read. The opportunity for you to learn and discuss with other believers is available to you right here in Bible study on Wednesday nights at 6.30 in the fellowship hall. You have at your fingertips all you ever need to know if you'll but look, listen, and pay attention. Because it's amazing what we can see if we will only open our eyes to it. Look at it. Listen for it. Pay attention to it. I haven't forgotten our gospel lesson, by the way. I realize I have not read it. But there's a, there's a point to doing it here and now. I wanted to wait and share it because I need for this congregation to be fully Engaged in the gospel lesson this morning. It's something that we all need to be fully focused on. See, in our lesson this morning, we find John the Baptist and his followers are looking and watching. They are paying attention, and because they're paying attention, this is what they saw. The next day, he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. And so the next day John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look! Here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of God. The word of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Oh, that we would pay attention well enough to recognize the Lamb of God when he presents himself to us. Oh, that we would be so mentally, emotionally, and spiritually engaged that we would see Jesus in our midst and respond to Him appropriately. Oh, that we would see Him in those who cross our paths on a daily basis. That we would recognize Him in the least and the lost, the broken and the downtrodden. And that we would respond to them as if we were responding to Jesus Christ Himself. Because when it comes right down to it, if we were paying attention to His words in the first place, we would know that when we respond to the least of His people, with love and compassion and attention, we are in fact doing it to Him. Oh, that we would see Him and hear Him and pay attention to Him just like that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.